Everybody, it's seven o'clock on a Saturday evening, and it's time for the other podcast. I'm not your host, Stacy McCain. Stacy is at home, and I, the program is originating today from Studio B and a at uh, Stately Hope Manor in Westminster. But Stacy <laughs> is here on the panel that you're there, and so also that Diana's here. I'm here. Yeah, Stacy. <laughs> Stacy, good try. evening. Can you hear me? It sounds like you're talking through a, your pillow, or uh, maybe from underwater. Yeah, like your mic's covered or something. Oh, well, hang on a second here. Uh, uh, let me uh, do something uh, with my phone. Uh, let me see here. Hang on a second. Well, while he's doing that, I'll remind people that Stacy <laughs> blogs at theothermccain.com with a whole lot more clarity than he's using right uh, now with his microphone. Can you hear me now? It, all It's muffled. It sounds uh, like you're talking through your socks. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, just, that image is not going to go away, is it? Anyway. Uh. Yeah. It's a, it's an old trumpet player's joke about practicing uh I know uh and enter a drawer full of socks mm -hmm. to try to yes. keep the noise down. Anyway, well, especially Stacey, when learning. Yes. Well especially when on the road, uh you, can, you can get a lot of upset people. Never mind. Um uh, bagpipes. Bagpipes at midnight. This I am here to tell you. In all honesty and truth, that will truly spark a bit of um, pushback. Well, you, you know why we pipers uh, uh, march when we're playing? To try to keep ahead of the outraged mob that is following you? No, we're just trying to get away from the noise. <laughs> in any case. Um, so what's been going on in Valdosta, uh, Diana? Well, uh, let's see. Um, we The uh, current crime spree seems to have hit a lull. Um, I don't know quite why, but I'm quite happy to hear that. Um, there was coffee with the chiefs last week, and um, I wasn't there, but um, uh, I have heard it said that part of the reason it's calmed down is because um, a very nice lady uh, who I know um, chased down a couple of thieves. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, a couple of guys grabbed some donations from in front of, from uh, a, uh, a small ministry here and took off. And the lady who's, whose ministry it is went in pursuit. <laughs> and she her. continued to track them until she got, until the police could, could follow where she was telling them they were. Well, did, did, uh, did they eventually learn that about uh, one of the commandments? Uh, <laughs> they, well, on Tuesday, I hope to find out. <laughs> Stacy, are you still there? Yes, but I can't figure out how to get my phone on speaker. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. If you had a real phone, I could tell you, but you're running an Android device. I so, run an Android device, and I can. Uh, you so usually you, you just hit the little microphone thingy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but but it doesn't show up because I'm not on a call, according to this thing. Well, you're not. Uh oh, you're you're on you're on a you're on an app. Yeah. You're on an app. That's true. To get the speakerphone, you won't. You can't. I no. I haven't seen that on this. 
No, that app. that that doesn't work uh, uh, on the app. You you, you need to uh, to plug in the interface and the microphone and put on the headphones, or just hold it to your ear and talk. Yeah, hang on a second here. Ah, so, you you turn. Hello, Ginger. You're, you're you're here. Stacy, Stacy. Um. Okay, now I have put in my earbuds. Uh huh. And it works. It works. Okay. Well, well, I am actually uh, lying in bed now. Um, uh, it, I as the reason uh, I didn't uh, have you over to record at our usual location is because I came down with a cold yesterday, and it's uh, bothering me. And uh, I, I, I yeah, I didn't want to risk uh, contagion. Uh, uh, this reminds me, it was a dozen years ago this spring, the spring of 2011, I came down with a spring cold, right? Mm -hmm. Now, usually I get a cold during the winter. It goes, but that year I got a cold like in, you know, March or April or whatever. And it took me, I ended up going to the emergency room with bronchitis Ooh. And, uh, and so, so I am very conscious that, uh, I, I need to, um, uh, take care of myself. The, the other theory though, I, I have to throw out here is this might be, um, uh, a psychosomatic illness resulting from the stress of, uh, post NFL draft trauma. <laughs> I don't believe that, but okay, well, it's funny. Stacy. Well, yes. Okay, occasionally I'm hearing echo of my voice, so we may need you to turn down the uh, the level in your earphones slightly if this if it uh, rises up again. Yeah, but uh, you you've been writing about the NFL draft, and I, mm -hmm. you'll notice that I didn't uh, put football at the the head uh, here. Uh, but we're going to talk about generational wealth in the draft. So go yeah, um, I, the thing is, is that what happened? Okay, let me just share for you my traumatic experience, okay? Um, <laughs> that in the first round uh, of the draft, uh, on um, uh, Thursday night, my brother and I go out to Chili's, and everyone... Uh, that had been following the Patriots and their needs and everything like that <coughs> uh, knew that they needed a cornerback. They, they needed the exact kind of cornerback that they ended up getting in the first round, which was Christian Gonzalez of Oregon. Um, it was uh, brilliant, uh, and, and everyone was happy. But then on day two, everything went wrong. So, so I was trying to figure out what the Patriots might do in the second round of the draft and was skimming over a, a list of choices when I saw the name Tucker Craft, six foot five, 254 pound tight end. Okay. And, um, and he was out of South Dakota State, uh, which is like a, uh, uh, a Division I AA school, what we used to call I AA. And, um, uh, but he, he was just perfect because, after all, uh, the, the owner of the New England Patriots is Robert Kraft. So I thought, how perfect can this be, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like they have got to take this guy, uh, Tucker Kraft. And as I was uh, researching him, I found out some fascinating things about him. He's from a town called Timberlake, South Dakota, population 513. Which is uh, a his... fairly sizable town for that part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> well... Well, his father, a self-proclaimed proud redneck, was killed uh, in a plane crash uh, 10 years ago. Uh, uh, the plane crash was part of his crop dusting business mm -hmm. out in there. And so, uh, and so when he was talking about 
uh, the NFL draft and how he was competing for it. Tucker Craft spoke of setting my family up for generational wealth. It's not about me. It's about doing it for other people. And that really struck me as a, a thoughtful, um, a very thoughtful attitude toward the draft is is like it's not his ego. It's the chance to um, do something for his family. And, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, on draft day, we see all these number one picks, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, top of the world. And um, but uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as an Alabama fan, I was heartbroken a couple of years ago when Henry Ruggs, who had been a star wide receiver for the Crimson Tide um, and had been drafted in the first round by the Las Vegas Raiders, um, was uh, charged with vehicular manslaughter. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was driving his Corvette drunk at more than 120 miles an hour when he slammed into a woman. And and so his NFL career is over. Okay, he killed a mm-hmm. woman in a car crash. And, you know, I'm sorry, that's that goodbye generational wealth. And then mm-hmm. there was the case of Ohio State cornerback, uh, quarterback, I'm sorry, Dwayne Haskins, who was drafted in the first round by the Washington Redskins. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Washington Commanders. football team. No, I mean the Washington Commanders. Okay. Um, to which I will point out that a commander is uh, two ranks below a Commodore, so they're pl- placing themselves beneath Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> Um, but he was he, he was drafted in the first round in 2019. Um, on one morning in April 2022, uh, he was drunk in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, when his rental car ran out of gas on I-595, and he made the mistake of trying to cross the expressway on foot. He was uh, run over by a dump truck, and and mm. so then an good, SUV, which was just sort of at, at that point, you're kind of saying, "What was the point of that?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like something out of a uh, uh, um, uh, Roadrunner uh, Wiley Coyote situation. It's just mm. like Darwin you know, it, Yeah, mm-hmm. a first round draft choice. Uh, I mean, that's you know, and it's over. And yep. so uh, the chance of making it um, <coughs> in the NFL, uh, you know, it's very important, but uh, I didn't get to update because I fell ill. You know, I, I mean, but reading about um, um, Tucker Craft talking about, um, uh, you know, the chance to establish a generational wealth for his family really struck mm-hmm. me. And I said, this guy's got <clears throat> Patriot written all over him. Mm-hmm. And, but then in the third round, in the third round, oh, my God. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, trust me when I say that Patriots fans were almost universally moaning the fact that not only did they take a cornerback, the Patriots take a cornerback in the um, uh, uh, first round, but then they took an edge rusher in the second ground, round, and in the third round, drafting at uh, number 76 overall, uh, they took Marte Mapu, a linebacker, from Sacramento State. And a lot of people are saying, there you go. That's classic Bill Belichick taking mm-hmm. you, you, you know, a football player you never heard from, heard of, uh, from a school you didn't even know had a football program, right? <laughs> and, um, well, and, and so they took him and exactly two places later at number 78, the Green Bay Packers took Tucker Craft. 
uh, and I am I am just heartbroken uh, by that result. And and as well, I said, perhaps I can make you feel a little bit worse. The Packers built the Packers are Bill Smallfell's favorite team. Ah. Oh God. Oh God! Oh God! Anyway, you have but, to remind me of that name. Oh, Bill uh, Schmalfeld, dear God! Oh my God! Anyways, but uh, not what, not but one of anyways, and so I, I, I blame my illness on the um, shock to my immunity system um, yeah. by the. Uh, uh, you know, that's just. That's just uh, you and your uh, over-fascination with football. I would like to make uh -huh. one more uh, comment, though, about the meaning of generational wealth and more than just uh, financial assets and that sort of stuff. Sitting in our dining room is a uh, marble-topped uh, break front, you know, to store stuff in. And Connie, uh -huh. my wife, late wife, was the fifth uh, generation to uh, – inherit it it's mm. been in her it had been in her uh, uh lineage that long and there there are other things like that uh, uh about our house that are, are you know they're not big things in terms of mm -hmm. balance sheet wealth but boy are they family wealth yeah and so i'm yeah I, I, you know I, 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 and one of the things I, 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 I'm looking to do is to preserve that sort of stuff for, you know, my son and ideally my grandchildren and further along. But that's, you know, there's all sorts of em employment news through the week. Uh, apparently, the Babylon Bee, our nation's uh, <laughs> news source of record, of record. <laughs> uh, has uh, pointed out that an unemployment guy's basement selfie video crushed Fox News and the primetime ratings. Yep. <laughs> and, I loved that. Which leads, which leads us to uh, Stacy's post about major and minor media news of the week. <laughs> yes. Um, on uh, Monday, uh, I had my uh, TV, my office TV on CNN. Uh, I watched hold CNN. It, hold so it. You, you said CNN. Yes, we always play the Paw Patrol theme uh, when discussing CNN because uh, their mm. ratings are actually lower than the Nickelodeon <laughs> kitty cartoon. So uh, that's in that's, reruns. Yes, yeah. Well, actually, they're, they're, in, they're in first run for season nine right now. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear this news about the uh, show. Uh, but anyways, uh, so CNN, right after noon, uh, you know, just right at the top of the uh, noon hour, reported that Tucker Carlson and Fox News had, quote, unquote, parted ways. And what followed after that was a, a lot of speculation about uh, why this might have uh, been happened. Mm -hmm. Um uh and you know, and I I turned to uh, the Daily Caller, which a publication Carlson himself founded, and they didn't have a clue. Oh. And um, uh, Glenn Reynolds had some <laughs> at least informed speculation, uh, but the only people who I saw um, that on the first you know in the immediate aftermath was. Um, the Los Angeles time asserted as a fact that Carlson was quote pushed out by Rupert Murdoch close unquote, you know, so, so I don't know. Um, 
uh, you know, what, what led to it. But uh, that was the major news of the day on Monday. But it was immediately followed by the minor media news uh, that Don Lamont had finally gotten fired from CNN. Uh, he tweeted, quote, I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. And uh, then he said he, he thought that after 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that somebody in management would have the decency to tell me directly. And um, uh, CNN immediately accused Don Lemon of lying about that. Quote, <laughs> Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was <laughs> offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter, close quote. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. No. So, no. Uh, uh, so anyways, but uh, yeah, I, uh, 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 you I, know, I'm so old. I remember when they actually uh, were a news organization. Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? Hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, uh, there's been other. Uh, I guess you could call it employment news about people applying for work. Um, on Tuesday, uh, I had a. I'm not making this up. You know, uh, <laughs> there was a tweet from Joe Biden that mm. started off. Every generation has a moment where they have had to stand up for democracy, to stand up for uh, their fundamental freedoms. I believe yeah. this is ours. That's why I'm running for re-election as president of the United States. Join and us. And hopefully Let we'll be soundly defeated and therefore, and therefore our nation saved. Well, yeah, but let's finish the job in JoeBiden.com. And he, he, there was a two-minute video associated ah. with it. Uh, and like I said, I put that up as, a, I'm not making this up, you know, but I tagged it with, on the other hand, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the very, you know, what, two days, uh, a day or two later, he gets caught uh, on camera using cheat sheets and not just, mm -hmm. you know, the reporter's name on it, but his, the reporter's picture so he can mm -hmm. know who he's dealing with. Right. So they can, because they know perfectly well, he needs a visual aid. They can't just give a name anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That um, I, I, my post about that subject uh, was headlined. Why are the media playing along with Biden's make-believe presidency. Uh, and as I said, that's what we call a rhetorical question because everybody knows the answer. Most journalists are Democratic Party operatives with bylines and, do will, uh, and will do whatever they believe to be in the best interest of the party, even when it's obvious that the Biden presidency is fraudulent and mm -hmm. and it's just amazing uh that reporters play along with this you know that 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 they would allow this business of of submitting written questions in advance uh so they could be called on yep it's just it, 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 it's amazing though. On the other hand, and I I I got a little bit out of sync with the <laughs> the agenda here. But on the other hand, uh, he had such wonderful uh, comments about uh, the nation's children as well. Oh, and uh, I was about to make a a a, a post of, uh, about that when Laughing Wolf beat me to it and basically took. Uh, Biden's words translated into German and then that image of him in front of uh, Independence <laughs> Hall from last year. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, uh, yes, it was, uh, uh, he, yeah, it's, uh, uh, the German translation of what he said. Uh, mm. I had a post called how to translate Biden ease because, mm. uh, uh, what happened was they were having a White House ceremony honoring Rebecca Peterson of Oklahoma as Nash, National Teacher of the Year. And he said this, and I linked 
to the actual uh, White House website where he said, Rebecca put the teacher's creed into words when she said, quote, there's no such thing as somebody, someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. And I, and I was, uh, and it was like, (laughs) Oh my God, self-awareness failure alert. <laughs> you know, because speaking of someone else's child, what about your son Hunter, Joe? What about that baby girl that Hunter spawned with a stripper in Arkansas? Isn't mm-hmm. that baby all our children? If so, why won't you acknowledge your bastard granddaughter? Because beyond this predictable hypocrisy, all right, he has never said once said the name London Roberts in public. Mm-hmm. London Roberts being the name of the stripper. The stripper. <laughs> you know, and uh, but anyways, there's a lawsuit going on out in Arkansas over all this. But we must also address the creepy totalitarian vibes of his assertion that children are national property, an implicit Mm. denial of parental rights. And so, so this idea, uh, but I, uh, I included a video clip of uh, Joe Biden. If you remember when the, uh, uh, who was the Senator from Delaware that he was, Chris Coons was being sworn in. And uh, there's a little video of, 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 Joe Biden sniffing Chris Coons's daughter. And I said, as I said, Gelly Robble could not be reached for comment. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And you've got to know who Gelly Robble Yes, was. I know who she is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you I made know. a well, nice little link. So. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know, she, uh, she's a young girl who committed suicide uh, because of uh, her relationship with her uncle. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. A guy named Adolf. Yes. In any case. And this was in the know, early 30s. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the whole thing, I mean, the whole week just got more bizarre and more bizarre and more oh. bizarre. The one thing that did almost not work as far as my being proceeding as I've foreseen, I was because I wasn't sure it was going to go that way, is that the mm. 2024 ticket would be Biden-Harris. Mm. Um, and so, it, I mean, it got to the point, uh, where on, uh, Friday, uh, I had a, a, an early morning post, uh, called through the looking glass. Uh-huh. Uh, it starts off with the idea of, you know, I haven't had breakfast yet. I'm just working on my first cup of coffee yet even. <laughs> and I'm, I'm reading, uh, the overnight stuff from the interwebs and, uh, Deborah, uh, Hine had a, Deborah Hine. Uh, I had a uh, post over in America greatness about the Biden White House launching an effort to make uh, uh, Harris more popular. And it's like, as I read more likable, it's not possible. (laughs) As I read the post, I was reminded of Alice's interchange with the white uh, queen Mm -hmm. through the looking glass. You know, you can't believe that said Alice. Can't you? The queen said in a pitying tone. Try again. Draw a long breath and shut your eyes. Alice laughed. It's no use trying, she said. One can't believe impossible things. I dare say you haven't had much practice, said the queen. When I was your age, I always did it for half an hour a day. Why, sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. Before breakfast. (laughs) And, you know, I mean... My only conclusion is, is is that the white queen was probably a core Democrat voter. <laughs> it's just the modern era. I'm sorry. It's like we're in Heinlein's crazy years, and I'm just I'm just stuck with well, it. Well, yes, but living in them. Uh, yes, but you know uh, uh, what city Potiphar Breen was in when he uh, saw the young girl taking off her clothes at the start of that story? Los Angeles. Angeles. <laughs> so, true. Yes. So, you know, uh, fortunately, uh, I was able to find employment outside of Southern California, although believe it or not, Maryland was an upgrade then. I'm, 
uh, it's quickly trying to Maryland is quickly trying not to turn into LA so much as the Bay area. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's no, that that's like uh, take your state and plunge off a cliff. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in in any case, uh, those of us who are stuck, tell us. Yes, those of us who are uh, stuck in Maryland, though, uh, mm. you know, have these extra expenses as- associated with uh, dealing with all the, the states' nonsense. And mm. if you like the work that uh, Stacy and I have been doing and want to help support the blogs, Stacy, tell the folks about the yellow button. <laughs> okay, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com. You will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. And you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, any currency you've got except Russian rubles. We'll take it through our PayPal donation button uh, and to help support the blog, uh, to help support the po- this podcast. Help me survive this terrible cold. Uh, It's killing me. Uh, But most of all, to keep my wife happy, because uh, my wife likes it when I make money from this endeavor, and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. You will find in the sidebar right there on the right, a tip jar icon, click on that, and you'll be taken to my PayPal account where you can help support Hogwash or this blog or both. Uh, you can also uh, shop at the Hogwash store. There's a link there in the sidebar. You can shop using the Amazon affiliate links that you'll find it. Uh, the other McCain and Hogwash and other uh, blogs around the internet. Uh, when you use that uh, sort of link to Amazon through our sites, uh, we get a little cut of the action. It's a good thing that Amazon has been doing for years now to help support the blogosphere. And you can also you find my uh, snail mail address in the menu bar up at the top uh, if you poke around uh, long enough. And uh, you can send me money cash i'll just cheerfully take it checks whatever even gold imperial russian rubles regardless of how you choose to support us though please remember the five most important words in the english language hit the freaking tip jar indeed uh so that now you wanted to talk about california no it's the next thing on the list yeah, uh, I, I headlined it news from Zimbabwe, USA. If you, mm-hmm. uh, if those of you who may remember what happened uh, under the kleptocratic regime of Robert Mugabe mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe, uh, the former, uh, formerly known as Rhodesia, but uh, about 15 years ago, I began count cal- comparing California to Zimbabwe because of the. Uh, uh, thievishness and corruption of uh, the California government, which, uh, to make a long story short, it's been it's been basically taken over by government employee unions, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and so the budget has been just a, a complete shambles for so long, um, and uh, because of the them ringing. Um, uh, you know, blood from a stone in terms of uh, uh, salaries and benefits for state employees. But I digress. Uh, the state's population have seen a net decline of more than 800,000 people in the past mm-hmm. three years, uh, which was uh, accelerated by Governor Gavin Newsom's uh, maximum lockdown response to the COVID-19 pandemic. It is certainly no accident that California has become the epicenter of homelessness in the United mm-hmm. States. And, and, and this is one of the, uh, when people, uh, when they interview people about why they're thinking about leaving California, the homeless <laughs> problems always right up near the top. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because you just have uh, junkies and psychotics uh, camped out, uh, making a nuisance and an eyesore of themselves. Um, But the thing is, the politicians don't care because, Mm -hmm. 
having good, honest, law-abiding citizens leave the state only enhances the power of Democrats, right? Because mm. honest, sober people don't vote for Democrats anyways. But well, um, there are so many problems uh, that the politicians in California could be working on, but guess what they're doing instead? And, and then I talk about the statue of Thomas Fallon. Uh, after 30-year dispute, San Jose to remove statue in victory for Native American and Mexican communities. Okay? Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course not. But that's how the news is spinning it. Uh, if you don't know, Captain Thomas Fallon was the first man to raise an American flag over San Jose, California in uh 1846, uh, when he, he was serving as a, uh, a part of the expedition of uh, led by Charles Fremont, uh, who was uh, famous as the John Pathfinder. C. John C. Fremont, annoying right. man. <laughs> yeah, but, well, but, well but, I mean, I mean, but the point is, is that uh, John C. Fremont was uh, kind of a, a hero to Californians. Uh, mm. And he was the guy that helped map the Oregon Trail, and so the it, in, it, back in the idea uh, back in the days, even within my lifetime, uh, when we thought of Manifest Destiny as a glorious adventure uh, for Americans uh, and the conquest of the West as a good thing, mm. but anyways, um, uh. Captain Thomas Freed, uh, the the statue depicting Captain Thomas Freed uh, Fallon raising an American flag during the 1846 Bear Flag Revolt was removed, um, and uh, this bronze sculpture uh, was removed from the square. They voted to remove it. It's going to cost the city. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, yep. but the the media celebrate this as "quote unquote" a big victory uh, for members of the Muque Muekma oh. Muekma Olone. Um, don't worry yeah. about it. These are kind of this is not quite well. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, Muekma. Ohlone tribe of uh, of Native Americans and uh, and they quote her at some length and, and and not a word of it is true. The thing is, you have to remember the there were very few Americans in California at the time of the Bear Flag Revolt. When that was done, um, it was mostly led by what what people think of as Mexicans. Because, to be honest, the government in Mexico was such a mess that they wanted nothing to do with it. They wanted, they wanted, they thought that the, joining the United States was, was a better option. Of course, pretty much all of them lost the land grants, but, you know. Eh. <laughs> Anyways, but the, the point is, so I wanted to research this, right? Why <laughs> would this Indian tribe, uh, are we still allowed to say that? Uh, depends on, I don't know. Native American is, is, I guess, okay. Well, anyway, it's, the, the, it's still the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. All right, then. Well, uh, but my point was, is like, why would they have this grievance against Captain, Captain Thomas Fallon? And so I researched it, and the answer is, there's no good reason, okay? Yeah. Uh, there were about a thousand Ohlone Indians in the coastal region around San Francisco Bay at the time, and most of them were what was known as mission Indians, okay? Uh, that is to say they were uh, essentially domesticated. No, um, not uh, quite. It, remember, the, the, the disease had ripped through so often that these were fragments of tribes, 
Um, right. Almost none of these were cohe You can't call these coherent tribes. These are people who, and they lived, they had no, their social structure was pretty well broken. So, and it, you know. And it, had, and it had been broken by the Spaniards uh, because when oh, yeah. California was part of New, uh, Spain, these Indians were the slaves. Uh, yes, they were. And, uh, they were had been enslaved by what we would then call now the Mexicans, uh, and and mm -hmm. and then the other thing is, you know, that it's true that, that there are very very few Americans in in California at all. I mean, you think about mm -hmm. John Sutter; he, he was Swiss. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah. So yep. you know, it's just uh, this is completely. And he didn't get there until, and he didn't get there until eighteen forty seven. As I recall, who, who, uh, Sutter, Sutter, no, Fort Sutter had been there before Fremont. Mm, uh, okay, it, it, probably. Yeah, you're yeah, right. you can you can look that up. I can but, look it uh, up. But anyways, but the the point is that there's no real reason uh, <laughs> for this tribe to have some kind of grievance against um, Captain Fallon, and for that matter, uh, the idea that. Uh, uh, California joining the United States uh, <laughs> was worse for the Indians than uh, Mexican rule had been. There's just no basis no. for that <laughs> belief. None whatsoever. And, uh, and, and so, um, as I said, so apparently um, San Jose is going to spend $450,000 to take down this statue for no reason at all, except that he was a white man. And in the 21st century, no statues of white men can be tolerated, especially in California. And as far as I'm concerned, they can just give the whole state back to the Ohlone's uh, <laughs> uh, because they can't ruin it worse than the Democrats are doing. Well, yesterday... Uh, Pinky said, I think so, Brain, but is it fair to let the centipedes vote with their feet? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of and us. That, well, the thing is, is that uh, that's, you know, that's the way votes get counted these days. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's how you wind up with more, uh, more total votes in an election than there are registered voters. It's just the way things happen. <laughs> Yeah. Well, John, you're just On the a other conspiracy hand. theorist engaged in an insurrection conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we an are. An election denier. How about an election observer? How about a Second Amendment advocate? Yes. Uh, I, had a, I had a post, actually, last night, a civil rights victory. Uh, Judge Stephen McGlynn... Uh, has issued a preliminary injunction in Harrell versus Rowell preventing Illinois from enforcing uh, its laws banning so-called assault weapons and standard capacity magazines. And I have a link at Hogwash where you can read the, uh, the judge's order. But here's the money quote from it. Whether well-intentioned, brilliant, or arrogant, no state may enact a law that denies its citizens <laughs> rights that the Constitution guarantees them. Even legislation that may enjoy the support of a majority of its citizens must fail if it violates the constitutional rights of fellow citizens. Uh, meanwhile, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. we're still waiting here in Maryland. Um, oh, boy. Uh, 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 because <clears throat> when the uh, New York uh, State uh, Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin case got decided, uh, a day or two later, the Supreme Court struck uh, uh, struck down, uh, reversed and remanded the Fourth Circuit's upholding of Maryland's assault weapons ban. And, uh, okay, so they've been told, you got it wrong, fix it. And the Court of Appeals uh, then managed to say, okay, well, we'll hear oral arguments again. They did that uh, on the 6th of December, and uh, it's been almost five months and there's no decision and but meanwhile the maryland legislature has joined a bunch of the other blue state legislatures in responding to bruin with another round of just 
patently unconstitutional gun control legislation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I moved from California right after California went uh, batshit crazy about uh, their gun control laws. Mm. Uh, uh, I got here in 1990 and, uh, you know, it's, it's been 33 years and I'm getting closer and closer to saying the hell with it, retiring and going back to Tennessee where, well, uh, you'd be safer in Georgia. Tennessee has its, has, has some good moments and some that are not so good. Well, they're still pretty good on the second amendment. uh, So we, Mm. we can get there from here, but you know, uh, the other thing is uh, the the kind of people who are dangerous, though, uh, in Tennessee are very different from some of the other dangerous people <laughs> that we get to. And, uh, you know, I don't think I ever saw a furry while I was in Tennessee, Stacy. Oh, I'm have sure we are... reached, we have have reached we have. the portion of the program mm-hmm. to where yes, we, we are talking about? About crazy people are dangerous. Yeah. Crazy furries uh, are dangerous. Yeah. Especially yeah. crazy furries, yes. <laughs> oh Aaron my Michael Zeman, um, 26 years old, <clears throat> apparently, uh, when he reached adulthood, uh, changed his name to Tadashi Kura Kojima. Okay. <clears throat> now I'm looking Gesundheit. at this guy. And uh, he's about uh, Wonder Bread uh, grade. Wonder Bread. Uh, a, uh, and he doesn't wash his hair. Yeah, he's a miracle whip on Wonder Bread shade of white. Okay, this guy is, is totally a cracker. Uh, but he changed his name to something Japanese because I suspect uh, he was into that uh, Japanese anime cartoons. Uh, which is not generally associated with uh, uh, adulthood uh, uh, or at least sane adulthood. <laughs> uh, so I spend a lot of time um, um, uh, uh, studying craziness, but this guy, Aaron Zeman, is a whole nother level. Um, back in uh, January, Andy No uh, reported that Zeman is a self-declared MAP, M-A-P, minor attracted person, or what most people would call a pedophile, mm-hmm. who was into role-playing as a dog in the furry fetish scene. Uh, it was reported that Zeman used a variety of online aliases uh, to pursue his victim. And uh, some of this stuff, I, I, you know, I, people can follow the links uh, and find out what kind of things he was saying online and doing. Um, yeah, I just assume uh, not bother with him on the podcast. Yeah. Please don't. Well, well anyways, a 13 year old boy uh, from Layton, Arkansas, uh, was kidnapped by Zeman, who is from Arizona, uh, and two days later was found safe in Nebraska as the result of an Amber Alert. So a 13-year-old boy kidnapped by a 26-year-old man who had been, uh, as they say in the article, quote-unquote, communicating with an adult on the internet, okay? And uh, having seen some of those communications, I'm telling you, that's a euphemism. So um, anyway, so he disappeared uh, on uh, uh, December 26th, and uh, they found him in Nebraska on December uh, 28th. And, um, and as I said... Uh, there is a reason why uh, some things are called sexual fantasies, because mm-hmm. if you tr- try to pursue such desires in real life, bad things happen. Yeah. And as I said, perhaps your fantasy is to be a charismatic polygamous cult leader 
with a harem of nubile women as your devoted followers. Well, best of luck with that fantasy. But when you die in a shootout with the cops or get sent to federal prison, don't blame me. I warned you. Okay. And, uh, um, you know, so uh, going that way. So anyways, mm-hmm. I quote from the uh, DOJ website where uh, uh, he is now facing federal charges and federal uh, uh, federal crimes like this, uh, transportation and kidnapping uh, interstate. Uh, so that's going, he's got that. But meanwhile, uh, at the state level in Nebraska, he is uh, uh, charged with four counts. Oh, I'm sorry, three counts of first degree sexual assault, and one degree of uh, one count of third degree sexual assault. And uh, having uh, having investigated what's involved, uh, I can tell you that. Uh, uh, this guy is going to uh, 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 not this do guy well is going in to be in federal prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he's probably not going to be very popular there. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, let's not forget <laughs> what? Let's Don't. not forget the tr- the one rule of all this. All right, John. Uh, I hear the boogie woogie talk out. Uh, uh, boogie Woogie, which tells me it's time to say goodbye. And goodbye, Stacey, and we'll see everybody Hi, next week. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> you can, if you aren't listening to us live, you can be listening uh, to the links to find posted at Hogwash. And Diana and Stacy, I'll see you next week. Talk we'll to you ya. then. Bye-bye. Thank you.